The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to use on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse me, the editor at someone. At someone. I'm reading, this is why it does me no good to keep looking for things while I am doing my introduction. Editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday afternoon. So if you missed that you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he'll be live in that area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click the play button, blow it up whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Got a lot of friends over there this morning, so good morning to you guys. Good to see you. And uh, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. And then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. Appreciate Michael and his team giving us a spot on their platform. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live. Sign up for an email newsletter. All the articles we have out, including the morning show archive, are in each day's email. So it goes right to your inbox. Sign up for that. You'll get your first one tonight, late afternoon, early evening. And then finally, our story is available. We are promoting Bradley's second book, uh, All the Prophets Were Pointing to the Front. You can get this in our store for $10. Uh, you can get to the store by the link off of sonsoflibertymedia.com or going there directly to thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com. The Sons of Liberty squarespace.com. And don't forget the in front of that so that you'll... You'll have it there. All right. Okay. Um, One more thing. We are going to be talking about illegal aliens. We're going to be talking about the the laws they break. And now they're being put up. It isn't just in one place. It's in several places. Now they're being put up as police officers. You've been taught that they are the law enforcers. That is incorrect. Police officers are first responders. They respond to the crime. Policemen were known to be detectives. They were known to be those who file the reports, those who go over the lab work and all this stuff to find the bad guy. But the person that's there to protect is you. That's why you have 
a right to keep and bear arms, to protect yourself, to protect your family, because what? A policeman's too heavy to carry on your back, right? And when seconds count, they're minutes away, right? So you guys all know the little, the little spiel there. That's what's going on. I want to start off the show today. By the way, um, <clears throat> you can call in. I forgot to put this back up uh, due to yesterday, but 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. And uh, please stick to the topic. We're going to be talking illegal aliens, uh, the invasion here, and the breaking of the law, not just of an immigration deal uh, nature, but a lot of different things. So we're going to talk about the day. 803-619-9855 if you would like to uh, call in. Um, and since I am, just to let you guys know in the chat, I, I really don't see, if you ask a question, most of it I don't see um, because I can't pay attention to it. Uh, so I see it afterwards. So if you ask something or whatever, I'm not ignoring you. I just probably won't see it. Occasionally I see something there, but uh, that is about the extent of it. Okay, I want to start off before we do that with one little thing of encouragement. I saw this video the other week. <clears throat> this gentleman doesn't have any arms. He doesn't have any legs. But, wow, what an encouragement. I don't know if the guy's a Christian or not. I, that's That's not really my point. My point is, is that from most people's perspective, they would say life dealt him a bad hand, or we would say God's providence brought him to where he is. It's part of God's decree. It really is. And in the midst of it, this guy turns what a lot of people would turn in into just severe depression, looking internally, looking at the self. He turns it into something to encourage others. I want you to listen to this guy, and you guys on the video platforms, uh, you're going you're gonna to love to see this. But you guys on the radio, you'll hear it as well. Take a listen. I will never forget in my life when I was 24 years old looking out at a crowd of people about this size, and a man was holding up a little child with no arms and no legs just like me. And I looked at him like, wow, I want to wrestle him later on. And I got the father to bring up the little child right here and little 19-month-old Daniel's looking up at me and I'm looking down at him. And I can't give him a high five, so I gave him a low too. And when I did that, he smiled. And when he smiled, everyone cried. And his mom came up to me and she wept and she said, now I know that there's a greater purpose for my son's life. And now since then, I've met 30 limbless people all around the world and my parents were able to encourage those parents. And many people want miracles. But what I tell people is when you don't get a miracle, you can be one. Isn't that something? Hmm. Yeah, and somebody says in the chat, I did see this. He's a Christian. He's got a wife and children. And there he is, instead of feeling sorry for himself like so many people do in our society. Oh, I'm the victim. Oh, I'm... He's turning it around to say, look... If I have purpose in my life, and we all do, our purpose is to glorify our Father in heaven. That's our purpose. And to enjoy Him. Not just obey Him, but enjoy obeying Him, enjoy loving Him as our Father. Here's this guy saying, when you can't find the miracle, you be one. Ha! 
Ah, what an encouraging thing. I, I wanted to share that with you guys because I found it the other day, and I, was, I just sat back and I think sometimes of how we complain about our situation or something happens and it puts us in the wrong mood. We, we don't see God's hand in it for some reason. All we see is it's something that's distracting us or something that's taking up our time. And here's this guy, no arms, no legs. And he can go and encourage other people. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate things like that so, so much. I really do. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to be talking about these illegal aliens. This was a video I um, got the other day. You've seen these mass caravans of migrants, and it's clear they're they're funded somehow. They're probably funded from some non-government organizations uh, through places like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, George Soros, and his various NGOs, and the rest of these people who want to destroy America. They do not have our best interest at heart. They're funding these people. How do I know that? The majority of these people are coming over in new, clean clothes and shoes and stuff. Now, allegedly, they've been riding on trains and walking, you know, in this caravan and all this kind of stuff. They've been coming through the desert. They're not dirty. Their clothes aren't rotting on their back. They don't look like they're coming from a war-torn area. Now, look, I get it. Drug cartels are pretty rampant there in Mexico and maybe some other uh, uh, Central and South America countries. But the fact of the matter is all these people look like this. A majority of them are military-age men. There's some children. There's some women mixed in as well. But here's over 300 of these migrants... They move into the San Diego airport. Take a look. Oh, that wall that Donnie built. I thought it was supposed to be made of rebar and concrete. It was so high, nobody could cross it. These guys are walking right between the, the parts of the wall. And foolish people keep wanting to put that man back in office. My goodness, what in the world? Going to show you something. If you're a Trump supporter, you need to stick around. Okay. These are the guys for the people on the radio. I mean, I don't know how many's come through already. Do several dozen. And there's lots more waiting to go right through these two posts that are considered the wall. I mean, when I think of a wall, I, I don't think of it having holes in it. That's just me, maybe. I, I think of a wall as a solid object. But apparently not for Donald Trump, not for the U.S. government. It's just a bunch of steel that's been erected. That's, that's not really, as you can see, it's not doing any good to keep anybody out or anybody in for that matter. By the way, you paid for it too, the refurbishment of the wall. They told you you were getting new wall. You didn't really get new wall. At least not a whole bunch of it. But you did get refurbished wall and you paid for it. 
and you were told you're getting a brand new wall that was going to be twenty billion dollars. That's what Donald. That's what Donald said. And he said Mexico was going to pay you back. Has Mexico paid you back? Nope. This is. The, let me tell you what this is akin to. This is akin to politicians trying to manage abortion. This is exactly what this is akin to. I played the video for you guys of the senator from Oklahoma uh, who wept as he promoted uh, Dan Fisher for governor out there in Oklahoma. And the guy wept because he had put forth a heartbeat bill in Oklahoma. And when that passed and it was signed into law, the abortions continued. And this guy goes, what have I done? I thought I was stopping it. All he was doing was regulating it. Same thing happens with illegal aliens. You think you're going to throw up a wall, whether it's like this or whether it is solid. Look, I can tell you, you can put up all the walls you want to, and those people are going to find a way across it or under it. They just are. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. Well, Tim, what do we do? Quit giving the daggum welfare away. To the native and to the stranger. Quit giving it away. Congress is not authorized to give away our money to foreigners. They're not authorized even to give it away to us. They're instruct. They're trustees. They have a public trust, and public trust is a serious matter. They're supposed to be using our money to do the things we authorize them to do, which are very simple things. And very limited things. And that's all they can write law on. That's all they can write. That's all they can spend money on because that's all they can write law on. You keep giving foreigners freebies, $5,000 gift cards, five star hotel stays. You know, refer- Listen, let me tell you this. I, di- I didn't tell you guys this. Over the last, over last weekend, our family had a little get-together at the church here. We ate some stuff and spent some time together. And my, my brother-in-law it works with the Coast Guard. I said, what are you making out of all this illegal immigration stuff? He says, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I said, what are you guys seeing out with the Coast Guard? He said, oh, we're seeing an influx of ships that we constantly are having to stop. I said, what do you do with them? He says, well, we take them in for processing. And then after that, it's whoever, you know, whatever... They've set up for them to hear, be heard or whatever and these kind of things for asylum and this, that, and the other. I said, is it possible that when you see these boats that you see some of these people, they're not really fleeing for asylum, they're not in any danger and stuff? Oh, yeah, we see that too. So the Coast Guard's at you. Now, you don't hear about the Coast Guard that much, do you? You, you don't hear about them. But they're, they're having to deal with it too. Now, frankly, I'm just going to tell you, this is me. Maybe this is very fleshly. I don't mean it to be, but if you find a boat that's in good shape and you got people on well-fed, well-clothed, and all this other, seems to me you turn those guys around, maybe discreetly put a tracking device on their boat, and tell them, if you come back into these waters again, we're going to sink your ship. Now, obviously, we've seen some of the rickety boats where people are just trying to put anything together to get away from where they're coming from. That might be a different story. It might be. It might be. 
but this is this is what's going on. But that's that's a picture of what's going on at that wall. You know that wall that Donnie said he was going to build to keep all the bad guys out. By the way, most people don't know it. Donald Trump was playing the same game as all the other guys up until the last portion of the last year of his presidency. He was doing catch and release on illegal aliens. Just so you know, go back and look at it. That's what he was doing. Same thing that the other guys were doing. Same thing. Catch and release. So when we're talking about these guys coming in, and when we're talking about them coming into the various states, what's going on? Well, it's clearly an invasion. It's clearly an And listen, I keep going back to this. Who are the ones in our Constitution that put down insurrections and repel invasions and enforce the law? Who, who's mentioned to do that? Yeah, the militia, the men, the men. They're the ones authorized to do that. It, in fact, it's not just a right, it's a duty that we have. Now, some people say, well, you go down there and they're going to arrest you. And blah, blah. Uh, Listen, listen to what I'm saying. The militias are formed as state militias. Not federal militias, state. They are secure, they are necessary for the security of a free, what? State. South Carolina should have its militia. Georgia has its militia. Florida has its militia. They take care of their state. Texas should have its. They take care of their state. And yes, that includes being against those who are invading the United States of America. In December of 2016, Multnomah County became a sanctuary county. It means it refuses to work with federal immigration officials to deport people who have come into America illegally. This also includes people who have a violent history and have multiple violations of U.S. immigration laws. Do you see the Iranian guy? They keep capturing, deporting him. He comes back in, capture him, deport him. He keeps coming back in, capture him, deport him. You guys see that? That's on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. So what happened in Multnomah County? That was in 2016. An illegal immigrant who had been previously deported 20 times, 20 times, was arrested recently after having allegedly sexually assaulted two women and stolen a car. Now, I want to ask the audience, a man who... You know, I I don't see anything in Scripture about deportation. It You know, you're either going to get stoned or you're going to get exiled. That's that. There's your punishment for a capital crime. This guy stole in a car. He, now, he can replace the car and he can add something onto that. Okay? Sexually assaulting two women, you can't do that. It, what class? What are the commands, statutes, and judgments against such behavior? What is it? That's right. This is a death penalty. This is a death penalty right here. He wants to be in America so bad, we'll put him here permanently, six feet under the ground. That's what real justice would do, by the way. It wouldn't put him in a pen, okay, so that he gets three hots and a cots, he gets all the gym work he wants, internet, cable TV, air conditioning, heating, all the other stuff, where you can get that at our expense, that's not justice. That's injustice. Okay? 
The man had been previously arrested by a sanctuary county in Oregon. All these states seem to flock together here. In Oregon in 2016, a release by police who refused to notify immigration officials that they had him in custody. Now, if you ask me, I think the states ought to be the ones enforcing immigration. They were forcing it for 100 years before some um, brilliant mind up there in Washington said, oh, no, we're supposed to be doing that. Yeah, they do naturalization. That's part of the Constitution. But immigration law? Listen, where do migrants migrate to? They don't migrate to the quote-unquote United States. They migrate to a state in which they're going to be in. Did the state, does the state not have any say-so in who's going to be a member of their community? I would think so, especially when they're coming in illegally. Obviously, if you're a citizen and you're a person here that's legal, well, that's a whole different story, but yeah. So, we know that those who cross over, listen, whether they are the quote-unquote DACA recipients who are, and let's keep that in, let's keep that in perspective. They're children of people who crossed over illegally. The children didn't determine to do anything themselves. Okay, they were brought by their parents. It's not their fault they're here. I get that. However, many of these know they're here illegally, and instead of trying to make things right and saying, look, I, you know, I didn't have it, just coming forward and being clean with it, they try to make the people, they try to demand the people accept them in the manner they accept them without trying to clear up any of that. And now, I'm going to show you in a minute, these children who've grown up here, brought here by their parents illegally, are now the law enforcers. Now, why is that a problem? Well, I'm going to tell you. The average, quote-unquote, productive Illegal alien will break up to 28 laws. Did you know that? They'll break up to 28 laws. The productive ones. I'm talking about the guys probably, in some cases, not all, some of them had green cards and stuff. I know that. But some of the guys I worked on job sites with for almost two decades. Some of them were probably... Not only breaking immigration laws, but they're going to break some of the other laws. I'm going to tell you what some of those are here in just a minute. So, and by the way, let me ask you a question. Because I know some people say illegal aliens don't have rights. Well, illegal, illegal aliens are men, aren't they? What did our forefathers say? All men are created equal, and they've been given certain unalienable rights, right? Now, they weren't practicing it perfect either. I'm... Let's just get that out of the way. They weren't practicing it perfect either. And I got to tell you, I'm one of those guys, when it comes to the issue of slavery, it depends on how that slavery is done. If, you got, if you're using men as chattel, if that's what you're using, then that's clearly understood as man-stealing. Okay? But there was a slavery in the Bible in which a man submitted himself to pay off his debt. That was... And look, if you don't think that debt is a cruel master, you don't have any debt. If you have debt, I don't care if it's a mortgage, a car, uh, a credit card, whatever. It is a it, it's it's a it's a curse. Read Deuteronomy twenty eight. We're going to see some of that in just a minute. Deuteronomy twenty eight. It's a curse. It really is. Nevertheless, this is the reason why they get a hearing. 
They get due process when they come in. The problem is we have so many of them coming in. Oh, my goodness. I think we ran into 300,000, if, if I'm not mistaken, 300,000 immigration hearings in December alone. 300,000 hearings for illegal immigrants in the United States. 300,000 in December. Just December. Absolutely crazy. Really is. Um, so what are these laws that these illegal a- aliens, what are, that they come into the country. It doesn't matter if they're a DACA recipient. doesn't matter if they're, who are, you know, they say they're undocumented. No, they're documented usually. They're documented by the federal government. But the problem is, is... There's so many of them that's come in, they can't keep up with them. They can't find half of them. They disappear into the populace. They don't show up for their hearings. Why? Because they know they're breaking the law in the first place. So let me give you a couple of things here. Before any illegal alien receives his or her first paycheck or cash payment in the United States... They potentially can commit at least 28 crimes. This is just a, an overview. There could be others that they're committing as well. And again, keep in mind, they're breaking the law. And in the process, now some of these treasonous governors are allowing them to be law enforcers, or what they call law enforcers. They're not constitutional, but they allow them to be police officers. We're going to see that in just a second. They conspired across the border illegally. That's one count. They hire a coyote or a drug cartel for guided passage into the USA. That's another count. They cross the border with a coyote and in many cases smuggling drugs. That's another count. They're traveling illegally to their destination or to a destination determined by their smuggler. That's another count. They obtain fraudulent documents via identity theft or manufactured documents, driver's license, green card, social security card, birth certificate. Each one of these is a felony. And those four right there, the name, that's four counts. They look for work using these documents, so they're, they're committing a fraud against employers. That's one count, too. They fill out work documents falsely, federal and state IRS forms, Social Security forms, immigration forms, workers' compensation forms, each of these is a felony. These are six, this is six counts just for these. This is, all these are felonies. This is the productive illegal alien. Driving on the roads without a legal license. Now, we can talk about the right to travel and stuff. I get it. But the rest of us are being held to that standard, aren't we? And they drive without a legal license, registration, or insurance. That's three counts. We saw they also get on planes without any ID. They don't even know who these people are, and they're sticking them on planes. But you and I, no, we got to take our shoes off. They got to check our underwear. They got to look at our rings. They got to look at our necklaces. They got to see our cell phones. Our, our, uh, they got to swab our computers. They got to uh, smell our feet. Uh, the, the whole thing. And these guys don't even have to give their and don't even have to be identified. They don't even have to have their name. Absolutely incredible. 
getting paid via check or under the table. Thus, they're, in, they're conspiring with the employer to defraud the government via the use of false documents. That's two counts. By the way, um, foreigners are listed as those who had to pay income tax. Just wanted you to know. They are listed as those. Just like people who sell alcohol, tobacco, firearms, or explosives. They're required to do it. Anybody that works for government, you're, a, you're in a public office, you have to pay income taxes. Just going to tell you, the vast majority of you listening to me, you just trade your time for money, you're not making a profit. Therefore, you don't have income. You're just making a trade. Time for money. That's it. Go do your homework. TaxHonestyPrimer.com Go do your homework. You're fussing about income taxes, go do your homework. Here's another one. Opening a bank account via the use of false documents in violation of federal law and the Patriot Act. That's a felony, too. I I, I could care less about Patriot Act, but the fact of the matter is, that's what they're doing. Using false documents, not true ones. Obtaining housing via the use of false documents. That's another count. They're committing fraud all over the place. Obtaining a car or truck via the use of false documents. Obtaining health care via the use of false documents. All these are account against them. Securing public service benefits via the use of false documents, including food, housing, health care, other things. Three or more counts, depending on what they're using those false documents for. See, they're breaking the law isn't just the one matter. It's kind of it's like any sin. And by the way, sin, read 1 John 3, 4, it is transgression of the law, specifically God's moral law. I'm not talking about man's law, I'm talking about God's law. It is a violation of God's law. And what happens when you do it once? We usually have to keep breaking the law in order to cover up all your misdeeds before, right? All your sins before, all your breaking of the law before. You usually have to do that. Any of you guys ever had the parents that said, if you just tell me the truth, you don't have to keep up with the lies, right? Because you tell a lie to cover up the first lie that you told, and then you have to tell another lie to cover up those two, and pretty soon you're just telling lies, and it doesn't cover up anything because it's obvious to everybody you're lying. Well, the same thing's true here. If you're going to break the law in coming into the country, you're probably going to break it in multiple places just in the act of coming in the country, as we saw before, and then you're going to break it even more to exist in the country. This is what is going on. And then let's not forget the criminals in our government who are aiding and abetting these people by stealing our money and giving it to them. Or paying for their hotels or their food or their pop or whatever else, the beers, whatever they're getting. Cars, health care. They're stealing it from us and they're giving it to them. And yeah, I understand how the whole QCIP system works. I get all that and everything. I understand government's getting money for these guys. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, you and I are paying for it. In the end, that's what ends up happening. Let me give you a couple of things here. Here's what. Here's just some headlines. I'm just going to give you these. As to... What's going on with this? So you've allowed the DACA recipients, and remember, the DACA recipients are largely, at least my understanding is, they're children who are brought to the United States via their parents who crossed over illegally. 
Therefore, they crossed over illegally. Now, we've had, listen, we've had some, some people who apparently have served their communities well. They've come in illegal and they've served. I remember there was a lady, uh, she was a sheriff's deputy. I think she was out of Arizona or New Mexico. I can't remember. Uh, but she came forward and she said, you know, my parents brought me here illegally. I've been serving. She had never been in trouble, had never had anything bad written up about her in her capacity or any of that. But she came and told them. And I think uh, either she resigned or they let her go. And um, and she was going to seek to make it right. Good. That's somebody I can get behind right there. If they were willing to admit, okay, well, this happened. I didn't have anything to do with it, but I do want to make it right. I think that's the right way to go. I think that's the right way to go. Earlier in December, we saw the Los Angeles Police Department were swearing in police officers who were DACA recipients. They came into the U.S. illegally. And the question I have is, did any of them uh, do what I just talked about? Probably not. Probably not. This comes from law enforcement today. If you set out to destroy a country, you couldn't do any worse than what they've done in Los Angeles, where the first group of illegal aliens in the country are set to graduate from the Los Angeles Police Academy. I, I can say these guys here at least are doing what a certain corrupt county sheriff in Lee County, Florida, didn't do. And he's been impersonating a police officer for years, never met the state's requirement coming from New York as far as his workload. And by the way, any of you guys supporting Ron DeSantis, if you're supporting, Ron knows about it. In fact, it's kind of interesting I'm just bringing this up. The guy I'm talking about, his name is Carmine Marcino. We, we did some reporting over about a year dealing with the judicial system and the sheriff's department down there. Uh, his abuse of power to uh, pressure ladies for sexual favors uh, in his capacity as undersheriff and as sheriff. Um, I'm just going to bring this one in here, okay? Uh, because this is important. This is a man who's apparently a citizen. He's committing crimes all over the place. The people won't hold him accountable. They'll vote him into office. They like, they like their criminals down there in Lee County, Florida. And the governor won't call him out over this report. Now, I'm just going to throw this in the midst of it. But understand, you've got illegal aliens who have probably committed these 28, 30 different violations of law and their time in the U.S., and then you've got a, this guy who's sitting in the sheriff's office, and I want you, you're going to, well, some of you are going to be shocked, some of you are going to go, this is par for the course. I want you to look at what kind of PSA he was recording here. This comes from Wink News. Listen. Sheriff Carmine Marcino is producing videos inside the Lee County Sheriff's Office you are not allowed to see. Tonight we continue to push for greater transparency from LCSO after Wink News investigative reporter Celine MacArthur uncovered a video where Marcino talks about beating people. Jumpsuits are red, justice is sweet. Commit a crime in Lee County and your ass will get beat. Celine received the video from a source concerned about your safety and safeguarding your rights. She continues our exclusive investigation and shows you why the sheriff could face a legal battle. 
A message from Lee County's top cop to whom? Jumpsuits are red. Justice is sweet. Commit a crime in Lee County and your ass will get beat. Marcino won't tell me why he recorded it or who it was for, but in a Facebook response to my story, he claimed in the public affairs office, we run several, if not dozens, of scripts for videos. I asked for those videos and got this answer. The public information office does not retain footage other than what is posted on any of our social media platforms. All unused portions of footage are purged. This eight-second Marcino message is not on his social media, but was shared because we have it. To gauge public response, I uploaded the video to TikTok, where the sheriff posts a lot of videos of himself. TikTok immediately took it down for violating its community guidelines, but didn't offer a specific explanation. That tells you that the behavior or the words are unaccepting. And that, that people don't want to hear that anymore. Dave Thomas is a retired police officer, senior research fellow with the Police Foundation in Washington, D.C., Florida Gulf Coast University professor, and a recognized expert in the use of force and police practices. Thomas argues there's no reasonable explanation for Marcino to say those words on or off camera. Uh, you know, I wonder if uh, Dave Thomas had Marcino as a, uh, a student. I'm just asking that because Marcino tells everybody he's going for a bachelor's degree in law enforcement, but he spent 11 years up in New York going to college or allegedly going to college. He didn't even get an associate's degree. Then he went down to Gulf Coast, where Dave Thomas is, and he signed up, apparently paid the fees for one semester. We don't even know if he went in that semester. He still doesn't even have an associate's degree, but he was promoting via a public website, the Sheriff's Department, he was, pu- he was uh, promoting the fact he was on course for a bachelor's in law enforcement, just, just so you know what kind of guy this is. The act Marcino is talking about is illegal. Commit a crime in Lee County and your ass will get beat. You don't have those discussions. You don't even open your mouth. Dave Benson is a violence prevention and threat assessment expert and a retired director of law enforcement training from the U.S. State Department. Benson says it wasn't illegal for Marcino to say what he did, but it can influence how deputies operate. And when you have a head of an agency that basically implies it's okay to behave this way, that has a trickle-down effect, I promise you. You you run the risk of creating a climate that encourages violence. Aubrey Jewett is an associate professor and assistant school director for the University of Central Florida's School of Politics, Security, and International Affairs. He feels Marcino's message could create legal challenges for LCSO. A lawyer sues and says, you know, my client, you know, was beaten up for no reason when he was being arrested. Well, then you see something like this. It makes you more vulnerable in court because then it's potentially evidence that from the top has come down this climate of getting tough on crime and and not following the rules. That's when he potentially is on the hook. The county's on the hook. And the county taxpayers are on the hook. Retired F- That's right. That's exactly what this is. Okay. So you get enough of that. We'll have the link up so you can check it out if you want to see the rest of it. There's about another two and a half minutes of the report here. And uh, you guys can check that out. But that's what's going on. Now, that that is a sheriff who is in there. Now he's been elected. He was appointed by Rick Scott. Now he's been elected by the people because they don't want to open their eyeballs and see what's right in front of them. And I'm going to tell you, you people, you guys down there in Lee County, Florida, when your wives, when your aunts, when your mothers, when your daughters and all those start being sexually harassed by those in Lee County Sheriff's Office, this guy gets an eye on them or this, that and the other. Don't come crying to me. I'm telling you, I've told you, I warned you, you people didn't want to listen.
And there's Ron DeSantis ignoring this whole thing, not giving one comment on it. And, of course, Carmine's not going to give a comment on it because he's a liar. He's a coward. This is why he gets in his jack boots and his, his little SWAT team outfit so he can... I heard it from people who know him. I, In fact, the lady who was with him at the time that he demanded she murder his baby in her womb. She said he loves to do that because it makes him look taller. It makes him look... They call him Tater down there. This is the wickedness of one who is a citizen. What about those who have entered the country illegally continue to cover it up saying, I didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. We don't have to make anything right. Hmm. And now here's the Los Angeles Police Department. Deferred action for childhood arrivals, LAPD recruits are not, by virtue of their undocumented status, permitted to carry their city-issued firearms when they're off-duty. Okay, so see, now, now you create different classes. You want to make them police officers, but, you know, all pigs are not equal pigs, right? Remember that? Animal farm. This is the whole point. You're going to make them police officers when they wear the uniform, but when you're off duty, you can't be carrying that firearm around because you're undocumented. Let's just call it what it is. You're illegal. Your status is illegal here. But that's what they're doing. LAPD. Then we have uh, Governor Pritzker, the uh, state post marshmallow man up there in Illinois, um, or is it Indiana? Where is he at? He's in one of those. Um, Illinois, thank you. Bill, House Bill 3751. And they're going to start making illegal aliens, DACAs. They're going to make them police officers. Now, keep in mind what I just told you, the average productive. We're not talking about the ones who come in to commit crimes or just to live any old way they want to. They actually are seeking to be employed, to serve in the community in that capacity of their employment. Um, but many of them are looking to do something better for their families. Look, I've been around these guys. I know. I know. I talk with them. I worked with them every day. And again, whether they were legal or illegal, I don't know. But I know they went back and forth between, you know, Honduras, uh, Mexico, um, several other South American countries. I know they went back, and they sent their money to their families. They cared about their families. They weren't here to try to commit crimes. That's not what they were thinking. That's not what they were. That's not what their purpose was. And the ones that I knew that I worked with had green cards. I knew they had them. But here's Pritzker, just like LAPD. We're just going to just ignore the law. We're going to put these people in the place of law enforcement. Now, I want you guys to think about that. What have I told you over and over? What have I show you is written? The Constitution says the militia are the law enforcers. They repel invasions. They put down insurrections. That's it. Nobody else is mentioned. Corporations aren't mentioned. Politicians aren't mentioned. Well, the only one mentioned is the president. He is to make sure that the laws are faithfully executed. He's to ensure that. How does he do that? He uses the militia to do it. That's what he should be doing. Not using the FBI. They're not accomplishing it. The NSA isn't accomplishing it. The CIA isn't accomplishing it. The IRS isn't accomplishing it. You use the militia, the men of the states, to do that. 
Now, that could be done, but what are they doing? Oh, they're doing this. And it gets worse. Let me give you a couple of these, and then... And I'm just... Let, let me stop a second. Let me bring the Scripture into this, all right? Because we've read this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and we're going to keep saying it because it's God's Word. God has not changed, neither is man. Man finds new ways to create and commit the same old sins. God continues to judge those sins the same way He always has. But Deuteronomy 28, here it is. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him, and he shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commands and his statutes, which he commanded thee, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou, ser shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Wow. I want to ask you something. Do you feel like you're serving your enemies right now? Enemies in the White House, enemies in Congress, enemies in the police force, enemies in non-government organizations, enemies in the form of illegal aliens. Oh, you're serving your enemies, guys. You're serving your enemies. It's part of what God said would happen. And it says if you don't listen, it's going to be the same thing. It's it, it, except it's going to intensify. Listen to what he says here. This is Deut this is Leviticus twenty six verse thirty. I will destroy your high places, cut down your images, and cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols, and my soul shall abhor you. Any of you guys seeing all the stars, all the idols that are perishing, that are dying? Yeah, you open up your news and you see it, don't you? Now, while some of them are dying from other, from various things, I think we can all agree that when we see these deaths, the first thing we think of is, did you take those shots? Hmm. Is God keeping his word? You better bet your bottom dollar he's keeping his word here. And I will make your city, this is verse 31 of Leviticus 26, and I will make your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries unto desolation, and I will not smell the savor of your sweet odors, and I'll bring the land into desolation, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. Even, look, even the enemies are going to go, wow, what did this people do to tick off the Creator the way they have? Notice he says that, I'll make your cities waste and I'll bring your sanctuaries unto desolation. Let me, let me just show you a couple of things here. Minnesota. This comes from State Rep. Steve Green. Antifa and Muslim groups plan to police Minneapolis under Muslim rule. That's in Minnesota. There's a couple others. Sharia justice in New York. Unauthorized Muslim Community Patrol. They're called the Sharia Patrol there. The Muslim Community Patrol and Services, MCP&S, out of Brooklyn. They even have cars that look like the NYPD. But they're not being arrested for impersonating police officers. 
Hmm. Unauthorized Muslim community patrol hands over former employee to Bloods gang for beating. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sanctuary City. New York City mayor announces devastating cuts to police, education, services to pay for migrant arrivals. Hmm. Sounds like Deuteronomy 28, doesn't it? Sounds just like it. Oh my goodness. Here's another one. Some of these are a little bit further back, 2018, 19, 20. Muslim Sharia cop car spotted in Brooklyn, New York. And for those of you who have not seen it, see, it looks kind of like a... It's done up. It's white with the blue letters, and it's got everything in the same place as the New York City uh, Police Department. This is what they got. This is what they're doing. They've been doing this for years now up there in, in New York. Are you talking about uh, the, the passage there out of... Um, Leviticus, I'll make your cities waste. Now, I know what he means. He means he's going to destroy them. But do you guys notice this thing going on like Portland, San Francisco, some of these other areas where they're bringing in all of the, um, uh, the, the, immig the illegal immigrants, and then we're seeing a large influx of homelessness too. And what do you got going on in the streets, literally? What do you have in the streets? You literally have waste, human waste. And we all know what that does when that's left out. This is why the Bible says you take that stuff and you bury it. <laughs> Feces carries all kinds of disease. This is why when it's out like that, you're going to see disease pop up in those communities. It's just a natural occurrence. This is why you bury it. It's not just that. Um, but we're seeing that as some of these people come in, whether they're legal or illegal, they're coming in and they're changing the entire structure of how cities are supposed to be conducting themselves. Um, for instance, this one is on... Uh, this one is is from theconversation.com. It says, Islam's call to prayer is ringing out in more U.S. cities, affirming a long and growing presence of Muslims in America. Now, I don't know if you guys saw it. It was years ago. There was a, uh, a brunette-haired lady uh, going through Brooklyn. She had grown up there, and she's walking through there, and they're having the call of prayer going out on those loudspeakers. And she's like, what is going on here? This was years ago that that was done. Here's Minneapolis. They've got it. They've got another place up in, I want to say it was Wisconsin. It was a funny name that I can't pronounce, Hackensack or something. I don't know what it was. Where Muslims have taken over the city council. And now people of that city are now under a Muslim rule. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be Republican form of government. I get it. That's not what they're doing up there. Why? When you go back to Joshua, what does Joshua say? It's when there's foreign gods among the people. What happens? There's war within the gates. Why? Listen, if you don't get anything else that I say, get this right here. Every government, I don't care if it's at the city level, the county level, the state, the feds, or even at a world level, every government is a theocracy. Every one of them. You can say, no, it's not. No, it's are they determining what's right and wrong? Huh? 
Are they telling you what's good and what's evil? Mm-hmm. Did their punishments, did they come up with those according to whatever they want to call crime? Mm-hmm. That's called being a god. Now, Jesus referenced the Jews who claimed that they were Abraham's children, and he called them, they were, he said they were children of the devil. What did he say about them? He says, isn't it written he's called you gods? Why is that? Because you're making up laws, and you're making up commands, and you're making up statutes, and you're making up judgments all on your own to justify yourself. That's what men do. God doesn't do that. He just writes a law, writes the judgment, said it's a good judgment, it's a good law. If you break it, this is what you get. That's what's going on. And the more we have foreigners come in who do not come as Ruth came with her mother-in-law, Naomi, and say, your God's going to be my God and your people are going to be my people. Until we have people coming into this country saying exactly that, and I'm not talking about the God of money, I'm talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of the disciples, of the apostles, of the prophets, that God. Until they're willing to say that, we're going to have all this kind of problem, and it's just going to get worse. And God said it's going to get worse. Seven times worse if we don't repent. Are we repenting? Complaining about the problem isn't going to solve it. Bringing solutions to the table will. They might be hard. They might be difficult at first. They might even cause us some pain. But we've got to get those things organized in order that we can do what God has given us the duty to do. And I specifically am speaking to men here. I really am. I want you to hear my heart, brothers. It's not to point the finger at you and to give you a hard time. It's to say, here's where we're at. Here's the stuff. And we can do it together in our communities. We can do it in our communities. If you're calling me up out of California or Wyoming or wherever, and you're wanting to talk to me about doing something, I'm not going to be able to help you. You're going to have to do it in your community. Because i got to do it in mine. I can't do it in the United States. It's never, we've never been called to affect change that way. We do it in the sphere of influence God has given us. And God's given you that. And look, this issue of of illegal aliens, you can deal with that too. Take your offensive weapons of the gospel to those people that God is bringing here. Get on the offensive with that. That's part of repentance is ministering the gospel to those people. It really is. Bradley, be with you at 3. Lord willing, we'll see you back in the morning, bright and early. We're going to talk about that thing we're going to talk about on Friday. Talk about that then. See you.